through the processes of what I teach on sales that we're making 70, 80,000 a year that are making seven figures a year as salespeople successfully. And their families are entirely living different lives. I have businesses. I was just on a podcast yesterday with one of my clients and his business when he met me 14 years ago was worth a hundred million dollars. Today, it's worth four billion dollars. He employed back then a hundred people. He employs thirteen hundred people today. What I want to leave as a legacy is right. here's a guy that touched a number of people and redirected their lives so that they could live a better life. And quite frankly, the Life by Design book is my hope that more and more people can get awakened to, hey, you know what? I can raise my game. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. If you are joining us right now, we are in the presence of a sales icon, an expert, a consultant, and I just call him a sales legend. His name is Jack Daly. He he has launched a book as of yesterday. We were just talking about it. It's called Jack Daly's Life by Design. I am honored, of course, to call Jack a friend and a mentor. Um, He's now a two-time guest on H2G, Habits to Goals. So we're thrilled, Jack, to welcome you here and, of course, talk about this new book. Um, We got some of the GTRs out of the way, the Good Things Report. Is there anything else you want to share that's just great? I know you're having this this big party I can't wait to get to Friday night. Anything else you want to share before we get into a few things? Well, I, I, I achieved a big uh, item on my bucket list just a few months ago. <laughs> um, uh, I've got a whole bunch of these, you know, a whole bunch of medals in my house. Uh, but this one's got a particular uh, fondness. Uh, this is my 100th marathon. And it was in Athens, Greece, on the original route of the original marathon. Uh, And uh, that has been on my list for quite some time. It got held back because of a severed quad tendon. Then it got held back because of the pandemic. But this past November, um, I put a wrap around that. And uh, I haven't done anything with it other than put it on my desk so far. Uh, I'm not sure sure it has to go anywhere else. Uh, (laughs) I think you should perpetually wear it around your neck. <laughs> look, look, you and I have, we've, had, we've got quite a history, Martin. And where we started was all about goals, right? right. right. And, 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 and I didn't know you and right. you were sitting in an audience and you reached out to me afterwards. And it's like, hey, right. uh, like I've never met anybody like you. I've been, ta- I've been writing and talking about goals my whole life. And you're the walking evidence of it, right? Yes, um, you are. You are the habit factor personified. So let's 
let's try to do it like this. Uh, we're going to jump around a bit. Share with us your age right now, just quickly. 73. 73. So at what point, because if I'm experiencing Jack Daly for the first time and I'm hearing this, um, and I'm thinking, wow, that, you know, an Athens marathon, that sounds incredible, but, but what's, what's the journey look like? And so for me, and I just posted this in the automatic goals group, um, for me, it's such a shame. I think there's a German proverb that says something like, um, old too soon, smart too late. (laughs) And, and, and I fell into that category. In other words, I didn't know and understand the importance of tracking and goal setting till I was, let's say 35. So I, it's a long way to set up how, how old were you when you had the understanding of the significance of goal setting? And then we'll talk about getting into it and obstacles, but, but I want to understand that story. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a basic foundation of my life. Right. Uh, and the age at which I got it was 13 years old <laughs> and, 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 and people go, unfair. how can that happen? Right. So, right. so let me, let me give you a little bit of context. So I'm the oldest of five kids. And if I referred to my family as blue collar, it'd be an upgrade. My brother is three years younger than I am. I don't think he ever had his own clothes. They were all hand-me-downs. Three of my four siblings today are delivering mail for the U.S. Postal Service. Wow. Um, and, um, and, and so at 13 years old, I took a job at the country club. And um, guys were coming to play golf on Wednesday, Martin. And, and, and they arrived in nice cars. Right, right. And, and they were the same guy was playing on Friday. And and he's playing on the weekend, right? And and um and, and he's living in this beautiful home, and it's got an in-ground swimming pool. Now let me tell you about my 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 life. My dad worked six days a week just to put his house and food on the table. Uh, uh his cars hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles, uh, and in the repair shop more than he's in the driveway. Uh, and we've got a swimming pool in the backyard. It's plastic and three feet high and it falls apart three times a year. Right, 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 right. And I'm, I'm, I'm there thinking that I'm hired to carry this guy's club and write the trap and hold the pin. And I'm like sitting there after about a week and said, my God, people are living a better life than what we're living. And if I had to choose, if I could choose, I would easily choose this guy rather than me, but he probably wouldn't. He probably wouldn't let me come to his office and interview him, uh, but he came to my office. It was the country club, and we walked for four hours on the golf course. So I made up a list of questions I was going to ask every guy I caddied for. How did you become so successful? Uh, If you had to do it over again, what would you do different? Uh, What would you tell a 13-year-old that wanted to be successful? What would you tell me not to do? What would you tell me to do? All that type of thing. Now, I want you to think about this. How about I caddy for you at 13 years old, and at the end, you go into the clubhouse to get a beer, and you see a friend of yours, and you go, hey, you ever have that daily kid carrier back? Oh, shit, did he ask you the questions? <laughs> and so all the members knew me at the club, and they all invested in me. And I interviewed at least 50 people in that summer, and I heard common themes. Here's the theme, and you're going to love it. 
Yeah, that's where we were going. Thank you. Goal, goals in writing, got to have them. A written plan on how you're going to achieve the goals. Um, don't pick too many. Right. Pick a date or something of significance that indicates it's done. Right. And give it out to a lot of people to hold you accountable. Interesting. So I picked four goals, not many. I picked a date when I was going to get them done when I'm old, like 30, because at 13, that seemed far away. That's super old. Hey, at 73, it seems far away again, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 And the four were this. At 30 years old, what am I going to be looking like financially? How much money am I going to make annually? What's my net worth going to be? Right. Um, the second goal was professional. What am I going to do professionally? I wanted to be a CEO of a company. I wanted to be national in size. I wanted to be in the money business. Third goal, education. What am I going to look like at 30 education-wise? Fourth goal, what do I want my family to look like? Now, if I can figure out in those four boxes where I want my life to be, then all I do is, is work backwards. What do I need to do between 29, 30, 28, 29? What do I need to do between 13 and 14? So I have been doing this process that I write about in this book and in this book provide the templates for people to follow the process. And you and I are big on the templates and just follow the process on your personal life, right? Uh, uh, There's a website now that I've created called Jack Daly's Sales jackdailyslifebydesign.com jackdailyslifebydesign.com and in the book there's an appendix of over a hundred pages we put it all on the website and said download the heck out of it and build your life right so a couple of quick thoughts and and um the first is this somebody's going to say at 13, I didn't even know which girl I liked or which boy I liked, let alone what freaking industry I was going to be in or what job. So so that's a common kind of pushback. And, and I just, rather than throw out my two cents, uh, how, how do you address or just address that? How about that? Yeah. So... So one of the big issues, the global issue that we need to really wrestle down is what is success to you? Right. So at 13 for me, success was manifested in those four boxes. Success, success was business entrepreneur. Success, success was money. But, but for other people, that's not what success is. I don't make a judgment on what one's definition of success is. But you can't get there unless you know what there is. Beautiful. So that's kind of where I was going. Uh, the the um, the definition that I love to use it allows for uh, a lot of flexibility, dynamism, if you will, over time. It's creating your ideal future, which means if you are not a teacher, you want to become a teacher, you're moving in that direction. Because one of the great, most obvious insights is success is created one day at a time. So creating your ideal future, what what you have with your templates and your framework is a system that is brilliant because it allows anybody, as you said, to to hit the target that they identify. 
And, and I think that's so powerful. So um, if you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't know if I want to be a CEO or what, that is not, look, clarity is critically important, but if you're 13, you, <laughs> you may be heading, uh, one of my favorite principles, Jack, is something called the corridor principle. I'm sure you're familiar with it. You may be heading down the, I want to be an architect. And then all of a sudden you're an intern learning architecture. And then next thing you know, you're in advertising, but you wouldn't have gotten there unless you had set a course and a path for yourself. So in my humble experience, it's not necessarily about knowing exactly where you want to go. It's, it's figuring out a path where you think you want to go and then adjusting along the way. Without a doubt. Right. Um, um, did, I'm a professional speaker. I've been a professional speaker for 25 years. Right. Uh, I, there was nothing in my first 30 or 40 years that said that's where I'm going to be right. at my 50s and 60s and 70s. Right. Right. But but some things did take place. Now I will tell you that when I was a young business person, yeah. I thought. Someday when I'm finished doing that, I'd like to go back to college and be a professor. Nice. But but I met a guy that was a professional speaker who, who was living an incredible life right. and making an impact right. and teaching right. adults rather than kids to right. postponing their career and right. having a good time in college. And he was getting to see the world. And I'm like, well, this sounds like a good deal. I'm going to do this. Beautiful. So so when we look at life by design in this this book, the, and by the way, I have a handful of books on the way that say they're not going to be here till like April. <laughs> so that's why I'm telling you I downloaded the Kindle as well. Um, the, the question I have, I think this is your 10th book. So fairly simple. Why, why this? Why now? How is it different than the other books? Well, all the other books are business and this is personal life. So that's the first. Right. Second thing is that we, we were confronted with a pandemic two years ago. I came into lockdown just as everyone else did. I normally would travel 200,000 air miles a year and now I'm at home. So, Hey, I've always wanted to do this. It's, It's my legacy. Uh, take the time during the pandemic to do this. In April of 2000, I was diagnosed with stage three malignant melanoma. I had off of the top of my head cut the size of the palm of my hand, an eighth of an inch thick. They removed it and said they got it all. I didn't need chemo and I didn't need radiation, but it did send a shockwave through me. It said, whoa, this, you could be checking out here soon. Right, right, right. And, and you know that my wife of 47 years, I lost to cancer uh, in 2017. Right. And so I, I, I said, the pandemic and I've got cancer. Holy crap. I, I better, if I'm going to write this legacy book, I got, I got to get going right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, so no that, that propelled me to get there. Okay. Yeah. I was just saying no time like the present and, uh, 
it's a great example of your adaptability and flexibility. In other words, the environment changed, COVID, and 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 so you said, I'm not traveling. What can I do creatively with this time and space? Um, and then now... Oh, oh, let me add to that. So, yeah. Because I think a lot of people will benefit from this. So... The, the my my if you will my competitors my fellow speakers yep. when the pandemic hit they went well uh, my business is shut down you, we, you can't travel and you can't be in front of groups of people and what i said was i think this pandemic is going to go for two three four years right. and i think the public needs my material so i hired a group of people to come in and built me a studio for virtual programming Great. So I have a room in my house. You'll see it when you come to the party on Friday. And I do virtual uh, training all over the world in that studio. What's interesting is, is <laughs> that in June, three months after the lockdown, I ended up setting a Guinness World Record for the largest business virtual of 21,261 people. You know, Woody Allen said it better than I did. He said, you see an angry mob coming towards you, get in front and call it a parade. Okay. So I looked at this pandemic and said, how do I make it a win for Jack? There you go. And I I thought you were going to say the punchline is now I don't even travel. (laughs) I just do everything from home. It's easier, but I know you love traveling and, but it gives you the freedom absolutely to pick and choose. Um, And, and yeah, I think it's a Darwin quote, right? It's not the smartest or the strongest that survive, but the most adaptable to change. Yep. So um, smarts are great and strength is great, but you got to adapt and uh, great job there. Yeah. I, lo- <laughs> I love it. Uh, so talk about this idea. One of my favorite ideas is, is life is the title of the book, Life by Design. And, and what's the alternative? Let's look at it this way. <laughs> you can't get there unless you know what there is. If I'm in front of an audience of 100 people and I ask, how many people want to be more successful? Every hand is up. But then if I go to any individual and say, tell us what success means. Oh, my goodness. Now there's nothing coming out. So we only have a few days in our lives. You and I did the rim, the rim, the rim in the Grand Canyon. And when you look at that thing and you see billions of years on the wall, you realize you're only going to be here for maybe a hundred years. You're you're, you're maybe a ring in the mud. Right? Maybe. Um, Every day is precious. So, So, you know, to the listener here, is what you've worked on so far this year in the first two months and change moved you closer to what you want success to be. Right. Now, if you can't articulate what success is, then those days just got wasted. So, so, so from my perspective, uh, this, this idea of designing your life, let's look at it another way to explain it. Living your life with intention. Thank you. Right. Intentional living. Yep. And, uh, and, and and does it work perfectly? No. When I talk about it in the book, 
all kinds of things. Life happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to run five marathons in 2000. Then that would have taken me to 100. But I, I ended up severing my quad tendon. I was operated and then recovery and then the pandemic yeah. uh, and then malignant melanoma. Well, that pretty much washed that season out. That's life happening. <laughs> life happening. So, but, um, but I got the five the following year, right? Right. So you have to navigate through the bumps along the way. So talk about that mentality. Um, I want to take that five different directions, but I'm going to stay on your path. Talk about navigating the bumps along the road. You you, you, you fell down the stairs and you shatter your leg. Uh, What's the mindset? But after, Uh, after it's, it's, it's F bombs and S bombs and every other. uh, And then what, what's the mindset? Look, look, I, I, it seems all too natural for me. And I've been told by people, this isn't normal. Okay. All I, all I need to know is what do I have control of? I, I, I don't focus on the things I don't have control of. So the doctor tells me I severed my quad tendon. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to need to go in and operate on you. And then you're going to be in a brace for four months. And then you're going to have to go through PT. And basically, by the by the end of the year, you might be able to walk a marathon. Right. If you if you do all the things that I'm going to tell you to do for recovery. Okay, then that's what I do. And, you know, here I was uh, an, an Ironman triathlon. Right. I did 15 full Ironmans, as you know. Right. And all of a sudden I can't turn the crank one time on a bike. Uh, I can't, I can't do it. Even right. when they took me out of the brace, I needed to repair myself. Right. Here hurting, I am on the bike. About it. Right. Here I am on the bike, just gradually making the move. Right. And we have videos of me in the gym making the move. And then one day getting a full revolution. We're cheering because I made it one time around. Here's a guy that's been on the podium in an Ironman. But what you have to do is stay focused on the things that are small, that move you towards where you want to go. Woohoo! Yeah, no. So the first is what you control. I just want to like break this down. What can you control? You can control your effort, your attention, your mindset, your choices, your behaviors, your habits. You got, you have total control. And so when you talk about those little things to move you toward your goal, it's in my, the my, I'm sitting there rapid translate. I'm, I'm translating that to the habit of uh, working out and getting better and getting stronger. And, and just one day, there it is again, one day at a time. And all of us, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not walking a marathon, you're running a marathon and you're shattering, you know, your doctor's expectations. Um, hey, Martin, Martin, he, he puts me in this brace. I literally could not get into the front seat of the car. I'm not talking about driving. I couldn't get in the front seat because it wouldn't give me any bend, right? The, 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 he didn't want the knee to bend at all. So right. if I got into a car, I had to be in the back seat riding sideways with my leg fully extended. Yep. But I said to him, am I allowed to walk? 
in the brace. He said, actually, walking would be good. And I said, perfect. So I, I go and I start walking around the neighborhood. And I'm doing somewhere between two to five miles a day. Wow. And and I come back to him two weeks later on the doctor visit. And he said, how's it gone? And I said, well, I'm doing about two to five miles a day. And oh, he goes, what the are you nuts? Yeah. Like, like, and I, I said, well, I asked, can I walk? And he said, yeah, I'm thinking like, like around the house. Yeah. He's <laughs> I said, well, well, am I doing anything that, that that's, you know, that's, that's injury prone? He said, no, if you can handle that, that's awesome. That's incredible. So well, that's- it's, but, but why would I do that? Because the quicker I can get through the things I have control of, I'll see the daylight, right? Yep. I'm, I'm, it's all about the North Star. I need to get to what I consider to be my North Star. And, and you don't get there in one leap. It's little baby steps. Yeah, it, we, we Everything. Like- look, look let, let me show it to you this way. There's my book. It's book number 10. There are speakers all over the world that have never written a book, but they want to. And what they tell me is, I just can't <laughs> get started, right? Well, let break it down into small pieces. If there's 15 chapters and there's 15 pages per chapter, could you write 15 pages a week? Because yeah. if you could write 15 pages a week for 15 weeks, in four months, you've got your book done. Yep. Yeah, no, I, and yeah, I, the, the, the system's brilliant. And, and, uh, for me, you know, it was, it was carving out, it was using the rhythm of the week. So in other words, every week, as long as I'm alive, there's going to be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so if I can carve out three days for 20 minutes, I'm not even talking chapters or anything, just 20 minutes, three times a week. And the habit I'm working on is writing then over time. And that's exactly how I wrote the book. So hey, it's, it's look, you, you, you came up from San Diego. I live in San Clemente and you reached out and, and I remember very vividly, I could point to the table and seats that we sat in at a restaurant called the vine. And you introduced yourself and you brought your book with me, with you, the habit factor. And he's, <laughs> and you said, you you are the walking habit factor guy. Yeah, read this book. And I read the book and it was like, holy mackerel. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, so we could go on and on. What I wanted to ask is this, uh, and you do not have to answer. It may be too personal. I'm a huge fan of beginning with the end in mind, a la Stephen Covey, as I know you are. The the ultimate end is you've already touched on the word, right? It's legacy. So, and not to put you on the spot, but but how do you want? And you do not have to answer. What what's the legacy? I know the book was was part of that effort, but but if you could put it into words, what what legacy do you want to leave behind? All right, just a quick time out. I want to make sure you know about the free habit tracking slash building template that I will send to you right away. All you have to do is text 33444, that is 33444, and simply text the word HABITS. 
That's right. Habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, 233-444. And I'll get you your free habit tracking slash building template right away. Now let's get back to this amazing interview. Yeah, so 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 I have I have people that have been in my audiences that were in their 20s and weighed in excess of 400 pounds. Holy shit. And today they've run several marathons and are 200 to 210. Right? right. Their right. parents take me out to dinner and say you saved our son's life. Right, 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 right. Uh, I have other people through the processes of what I teach on sales that were making 70, 80,000 a year that are making seven figures a year as salespeople successfully. And their families are entirely di- living different lives. I have businesses. I was just on a podcast yesterday with one of my clients. Right. And his business, when he met me 14 years ago, was worth $100 million. Today, it's worth $4 billion. He employed back then 100 people. He employs 1,300 people today. What I want to leave as a legacy is here's a guy that touched a number of people and redirected their lives so that they could live a better life. And quite frankly, the Life by Design book is my hope that more and more people can get awakened to, hey, you know what? I can raise my game. That's all I'm looking for. You don't don't need to be the CEO of a company. Like, I don't really care about any of that. All I want you to experience is you can actually do a little bit more and you could actually do a lot more if you want it than (laughs) what you're doing today. Right. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised by that answer. I I think um, that is the the hook that that drives me too. You get you get an email and 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 it says something like, "You literally saved my life." First of all, I I didn't do it. They right. no, they did it. Um, but but that is the that's just because you mentioned it. That's the hook to me. That that that's if you can leave, <laughs> leave this world better because you changed just one life. Right. Um, and you've had, you've, you've impacted thousands, maybe even millions at this point. So um, I, but, but it all starts small. Right. So again, I I'm going back to the listener and, and, and they're like, wow, that sounds great. How do I, where do I begin? What do I do? Um you get a clear vision <laughs> as clear as possible and you, you take control of what, what you can. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I started in the book by taking a process of your entire life. But what I also did is I sh- shrunk it down to what are we going to do this year? And, and, and the closer you get, you can get more specificity, but what you do this year and pulling it off might not be congruent with what you want to do the following year. And right. you you get you get to make that navigational move. That's that's what's cool. Um, look, in my where where I'm at in my age, uh, people ask me all the time, Martin, how long am I going to keep doing what I'm doing? And I I say, well, <laughs> as long as people don't wonder what the old man is talking about up there on stage, 
or but, that I still enjoy what I'm doing, why would I stop, right? right. I'm, I'm positively affecting people's lives. But watch, I can tell you at 100 years old, I'm not going to do this. So then let's back it up. 90 years old, nah, probably not going to do that. 80 years old, now you're getting too close to my neighborhood. <laughs> so, so somewhere here in the next 10 years, I'm not going to be the guy doing this. So I better leave leave the roadmap for people. And yeah, then okay. I want to pass on the legacy to someone else that I think will caretake it so that they can share it with people down the road. Well, and, and uh, I mean, you'd be the first to say you have been inspired by people who have become who come who came before you not just not just the golfing entrepreneurs but but people who wrote books and courses and sales I, i'm guessing i'm gonna right. throw a name zig ziglar i don't know maybe maybe not <laughs> no you're right i mean look my, every one of my books is is got a special dedication to a guy that lived in san diego in la jolla his name was jim pratt and he came into my life when I was in my mid forties, and he and he absolutely changed the direction that I took for the rest of time. Um, That's I, I, another great tip for a listener: is you know seek materials and guidance like Jack's offering, and and find mentors. So, other than of course buying the book, this is going to make for very bad video. I'm going to disappear for three seconds because I'm grabbing your list. <laughs> So okay. Just the camera. Let, let me see if I can do a song and dance here That's while you're great. doing that. I'm already back. Um, so one of the things that's fascinating, incredibly fascinating to me, is uh, this idea of tracking and the significance tracking plays in your achievement. And while the process is not perfectly aligned with the habit factor the the core underlying theme is where you put your intention and attention you tend you tend to head in that direction and so just for the listener slash viewer who probably won't be able to read this yeah yeah Jack did a tale of the tape a bit prematurely because usually they're quarterly but you you did a two-monther yeah, I did a two-monther because the book was coming out, and I wanted to latch it to well, that. It works great. Perfect. So <laughs> workout days, and then he does a year-to-year -year comparison, 21 to 20. So I'm not going to read them all, but, but these are the things Jack is tracking. Workout days, rowing hours, running miles, running hours, Peloton miles, Peloton hours sit-ups, exercise hours, sleep hours, wine days, golf rounds, golf index, books read, movies, speaking gigs, and big events. And uh, talk about tracking. Yeah, so uh, every day, every single day, I write down anything I do that day that can relate to what my goals are for the year. And that practice of doing that every morning means that if I fall off the wagon, I then get reminded and went, uh-oh, I need to get back on the bus. That's amazing. So if you do it every day, you, you have a high probability of staying upright. 
But if you if you slacken off for three days, three becomes four, four becomes five. And all of a sudden that that goal is no longer in play. Right. Um, So I I, I know that I'm not going to go too far off course if I'm checking myself every day. In addition to that, what I would tell you is my entire list of goals are printed on my website but they're also given in written form to five people who four times a year meet with me one-on-one and check and see how I'm doing. So 20 times a year I'm being called out and it's by people that care about me, but uh, don't, won't take my bullshit. Uh, they're, they're hard on me. Yeah. I, um, I that, just- that, that, that's again, that's just protection to stay true to what I said I wanted to do. Well, and accountability is a huge factor. I, I think the only caveat I want to throw out, and I'm guessing your experience backs this up, there there are some people who will, they mistakenly, they, you know, they put it up on Facebook and they're like, I'm going to write a book this year. And they think because they posted it on Facebook, people care. <laughs> and so accountability, from my experience, doesn't work like that. The, the truth is, I, I hate to say nobody cares. Almost nobody cares. And so when it comes to accountability, holding everybody or asking everybody to hold you accountable is is nobody. What Jack is doing is he's identifying a very select few people who really care about him and his goals, and they are willing to hold him accountable. And that's a, a, an important distinction when it comes to accountability. Yeah. So, let me give it, let me give you a great example. My sure. first wife, Bonnie, who passed away, uh-huh. she wanted to be on the board of directors of my life, be one of those accountability people. But I never let her be that because she, I would say at the end of a quarter, here's all the things I got done, but here's five things I didn't. And she would have said, you accomplish more than most you right. should give yourself some opportunity to right. breathe. It's right. okay. I right. don't want that from my accountability partner. Wow. So, That's so great. My, yeah. my accountability partners don't take my bullshit, right? That's beautiful. Yeah. Or, or they want more bullshit. Like, why Why is this now not important? <laughs> there we go. Right. 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 Um, and they care. I guess that's what I'm getting at. There's, there's actually a great study out there. Um, I think it's encapsulated in a TED talk or TEDx like five minute that that people who just announce their goals are less likely to achieve them because there's a sense of satisfaction that comes with talking about it as opposed (laughs) to actually doing it. So so I'm I mean, you probably know this, but I'm very reserved about I don't I don't declare goal like. I come out with a book and then my friends are angry because they didn't know I was working on a book for five years. Um, so very few people know, and and I keep it to the people that are going to hold me accountable. Um, I'm having so much fun. We could do this forever. I want to be respectful for, uh, of your time and for your time. Um, what, when it comes to this book, do you want, like, what's the big, other than lifestyle by design and being intentional, is there anything else uh, that you want to 
you want to share, you want to guide somebody towards a tool, a tip, a starting point, anything like that? Uh, You know, the first thing I would tell you is something that I mentioned earlier, which is the website's now up, Jack Daly's lifebydesign.com, and the entire appendix is up there for people to use. They don't even need to buy the book, right? So you can self-study it and implement it if you're of that origin, right? But but I guess, you know, as we close here, um, I, I will I will share something with you personally. Uh, I, I have five grandkids and um, and congratulations. I, 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 I want I want I want them one to know that Grandpa Jack did some cool things in his life. Right. It's in the book. This is a semi autobiographic. Um, but I also want to hand them. Here's the toolbox. Right. If this inspires you, it's funny. I have a 13 year old and a 10 year old grandsons and they're on the East Coast. And I've done some pretty cool things like Ironman World Championship. And I flew a jet fighter plane and I've done 100 marathons and, you know, the list goes on. But but when I when I got the Guinness World Record, that's when they went to school and bragged about Grandpa Jack. Really? (laughs) My Grandpa Jack is a Guinness World Record holder. <laughs> well, and uh, yeah, that's nothing to not be proud of. He's he's 13 now, so he's approaching that age, uh, you know, that you talk about where you began to get become intentional, which is just super super fascinating to me. Well, what? his his mom, you're going to meet on Friday. My daughter, I'm picking like her I, up. I feel like I've met her, and I probably haven't. But go. Uh, on. I, I, I'm going to pick her up at the airport right after we are finished here. Okay. And, and so she's coming out for the party on Friday. Uh, and she edited the book. She did a brilliant job. Hey, uh, I don't want to let you off the hook just yet. There, in the world of personal development, um, you know, you you could probably do this with any topic. There, there are two camps when it comes to when it comes to bucket list goals. There's the camp that says that's stupid. My life isn't my life isn't about you know a bucket list. Uh, and by the way, I'm not in that camp. <laughs> I I what transformed my life was putting myself through a very real imaginary exercise where I say, if I died tomorrow, what would I most regret not having done? And so I I throw it to you, like, like make a case because your bucket list is, I know I use the word too much, but it's truly legendary. And, and there's so many incredible experiences. So make a case for why you think, it's an important exercise. So Bonnie believed that she met me in a former life. I think that's nonsense. Okay. So I think we're on this planet one time. So why not make the best of it? And this world has so much to offer. So what I said is I'm going to start making a list. And I made the list way before the movie came out. I called it my life list. So did. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I'm going to start listing the things that I want to do before I check out. Right. Uh, and, you know, so so things that are on the list. Um, I wanted to visit Machu Picchu. 
And and I've been there twice. Yep. And I'm going back again. Woohoo. And it is Adjust. an incredibly moving experience. Yeah. When are you going? Um, probably next year. Uh, Karen and I are going to go. Um, and <laughs> anybody that ever goes, you've got to hike in. I know. Well, I've done it. And uh, all right. I didn't know it was you. I didn't know it was a romantic trip. So, yeah. One life. <laughs> one uh, life. Uh, uh, how about the Great Wall of China? Right. I, like I not only saw the Great Wall, I ran a marathon on the Great Wall of China. So um, I, I, I watched, you know, I'm in the airplanes a lot, but I don't know how to fly. But I decided just for the hell of it to put down, wouldn't it be exciting to fly a jet fighter plane? Yeah. Incredible. I, I did. A, a, a guy, a guy that owned the jet fighter plane that he bought from the U.S. Air Force, saw my list on my website and said, "Hey, I've got one." Wow! So that's the universe conspiring to help you, but it can only help you when you become intentional like that. Exactly. So, so here's the other angle. Before I let you go, no, you, no, no, I'm going to stop you. Oh. Um. You're involved in one of mine, which oh. was I, I've never surfed, and <laughs> and it would be great to have me on a surfboard surfing. Yeah. And you're you you enabled that to happen and got the photo and the whole nine yards, and it's well, tremendous. Cool. I'm glad you stopped me. What I was going to say is kind of to wrap it up. There's there's a great uh, psychology study I had no idea existed, and and now it's it's core to my work because I've been going running on this premise, but not citing it. And now I get to cite it. And it's simply called the ideal path or road, ideal road, not taken. And it's about the great regrets people have when they're dying. And you can guess what they are. It's Uh that they didn't, they didn't recognize that they really have one life and one opportunity to do stuff. So they're, they're on their deathbed and they're like, you know, I, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. So the, the statement is um, we can die with regrets, a lot of them or few of them, and we can die with memories. So so we got a lot of memories <laughs> and a lot of regrets. Um, and, and I think that's what your work to me encapsulates. So it's 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 a beautiful lesson. And I'm grateful you've taken the time to outline it for your readers. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple days here. And here's one of the things my friends and family know. If I were to have a tombstone upon passing, all I want is my name and a check mark on it. (laughs) That done. Now you're speaking my, this is what I mean. All right. I can't (laughs) let this guy go. I can't let him go. So. Oh, you, I actually, well, sort of. So there's two habits there. You can see check mark, check mark. So yeah, this idea, uh, people say life is meant to be lived. It's not supposed to be tracked. And and my point is, uh, you can do both. <laughs> there's, there you go. There, these aren't mutually exclusive, right? Yes. Jim Collins said it really well. It's not either or it's and. Yeah. And, um, we have two lives, and the second one begins when you realize you only have one. Wow. 
There's the great one-liner. <laughs> well, I think it's Confucius, but yeah, I love it. It's like, oh my goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> we we have two lives, and the second one begins when you realize you only have one. All right, Jack Daly, it's been an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure. Always entertaining and educational. Thank you, sir. I'll see you in a couple days. Uh, peace out. Final comments. Love you. Big hug. <laughs> All right. See you. see you in a couple days. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, bud. So that is it, my friends. Thank you very much. Habit is a shackle for the free. If you don't like the output, you don't like the results, we have to analyze the input and change the behaviors. How do you do this? You follow PAR, plan, act, record, and reassess. Far better than Q routine reward, which doesn't mean anything. Or let me be fair. It means very little because you're a human not a rodent. So you can intentionally plan, intentionally act, record, and reassess. And you fall in love with the process. You experiment. So go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates for your free template. Go to automaticgoals.com for a ton of value for like $27. Don't ask me why. Uh, it's way too cheap, but it is what it is for now. So automaticgoals.com. Um, thank you very much. Have a terrific week. Again, we are buttoning up season eight. So maybe there's one or two. I think I got a couple of interviews coming as well. And then we got some big, exciting news, new projects. See ya. All right. That is going to wrap up this episode of H2G Habits to Goals. It is an honor and a privilege and a joy, of course, to have you along on the journey and share these ideas and, dare I call them, insights on occasion with you. Your emails and messages are greatly appreciated, tremendously appreciated. I will just remind you. What we tend to do is ask, <laughs> did you rate the show? Did you review it? So we love the messages and uh, ratings and reviews go hand in hand along with, of course, sharing the show with others. Finally, maybe not finally, I want to remind you of a couple resources. You can get the Habit Factor uh, free on Audible if it's your first book. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals, and that is the number two. Secondly, the Kindle version of the book is essentially free at three or four, maybe even five dollars. Um, and don't forget, if you're in the U.S., you can text the word habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, two, three, three, four, four, four. And lastly, there is a free habit tracker in terms of the app, the original habit tracker. It allows you to align habits to your goals, thus habits to goals. Just search the habit factor in either the Google Play Store or the Apple uh, App Store. That is it, my friends. Glad you're along for season eight. It's going to be dare I say, the greatest one yet. All right. Thank you very, very much. 